Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to TPI Talk in 20, where we're making entrepreneurship and investing a team sport. The Players Impact is an exclusive network of athletes, artists, and collaborators inspired and encouraged to shape the future we envision. Through opportunity, education, and influence, our elite collective accelerates the potential of every member to transcend any game. At The Players Impact, we are about legacy beyond our professional careers. We are bringing our diverse community of investors, entrepreneurs, and those in transition together through this podcast with thought leadership, subject matter expertise, and peer advice. Listen to us where you find your favorite podcasts. You don't want to miss hearing from our team of professional athletes, venture capitalists, and other founding CEOs about their stories, opportunities, and experiences. I'm Tracy DeForge, the founder and CEO, your host of TPI Talking 20. Awesome. Hillary, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. TPI Talk in 20 is, is all about promoting folks in our ecosystem and our community that are adding value to our athletes um, and, and opportunities for athletes, as you know. Uh, so Hillary Seiler of Seiler Financial, please give a little bit of your background and tell us why it is so important for you to be here today. Yeah, well, thank you for having me again. I love what the Players Impact is doing, and um, we've had a chance to work together in the past, which has been great. But my story is actually kind of the um, riches to regs back to middle class story, which um, had a lot to do with the football players I was introduced to in college. So I am in my mid-30s now, but in 2009, I was at um, University of Oregon State, and my mom was incredibly sick. Um, I had gone from being pretty wealthy as a child. My family had quite a bit of money to my mom getting sick and our medical bills were seven plus figures because of her disease. Um, And so we ended up having no money. And because of that, I was in college going from having all the money in the world to go to school to my sophomore year in college, having to take out student loans and get a job. And while all this was happening, a couple of my friends happened to be football players because they lived right next door to me. Um, And we became friends and I didn't really watch football and I didn't really care. Um, But we were quite good when I was in college. Uh, We were really good when I was in college at Oregon State. And that was uh, 2007 when all this happened. And um, they noticed my struggle and use some of their scholarship checks to pay for some of my food because I really only had enough money to eat once a day. And uh, when I say I couldn't scrape two pennies together, I really couldn't. And I hated feeling that way. And so I was watching these guys on scholarship and life was so easy. And I went, I've got to, I've got to find a way to bridge the gap. Um, And then I left college, Oregon State University in 09. And nine of the guys from my university were drafted to the NFL. And that's where my story begins with the NFL. Um, A few of my friends were drafted. And as soon as they were done being drafted a day later, I'm getting phone calls. How do I buy a car? How do I take out a credit card? What do I do? And I've been a finance major and I'd always helped them with their money, whether that was budgeting and or opening credit cards or whatever it was. Um, I helped them with money and they helped me with food. And so now the roles were reversed. I was working, I was helping them. And I realized there was a real gap. There was a real gap in financial education. We're not talking investments. We're not talking crypto or blockchain or NFTs. We're just talking, how do I get a car loan and not get taken? Um, How do I apply for a mortgage? And so that's when I went, I want to create something that makes finance easy and doable every week so people can live the lifestyle they want to live. 
And uh, now fast forward, I am a lot of years out of college, uh, working with eight NFL teams across the league. And I do all of the rookie development and veteran programming for financial wellness for the teams that I work with. I also work with the NHL Alumni Association, along with several just one-off athletes and basketball and baseball. But um, my journey is all about helping people and never letting the people I work with feel like I felt when I literally had no money. So finding ways to save for emergencies for when life happens, um, stuff that we think about every day and stress about. My company has created a plan to avoid as many of those obstacles life throws at us as possible. And so we we're education, we teach. Yeah. And so, you know, just to clarify, I mean, that's amazing your story and I, I really identify with it, you know, myself, but to clarify, the, your clients, the folks that you work with, they don't have to be multi-gazillionaires. They don't have to be the one percenters of signed big, big deals. You, you, every player that has taken a check to play is someone who should be thinking about what you have to offer. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you have the first round draft pick contract or if you're playing a sport that maybe doesn't pay as much money and you still have another job. Money is money. And being able to help any athlete that's played at any capacity at any level, whether that's college to pro to Olympic level, um, those are the people we work with. Uh, I will say I work with first round draft picks. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I do. But 95% of my NFL clients never see a second contract and they never see a signing bonus. So they're not wealthy by any means. And, um, and then I have, I have soccer players, you know, don't make a lot of money out here in Portland, Oregon. Um, so it doesn't matter what level you're at. You can build wealth, whether you're making 60,000 a year or 60 million a year. It's just a matter of your lifestyle and how you do it. And that's what we teach. It's living the lifestyle you want to live based on what you have and how you work it. And that's why we love you. You share the mission that we share, you know, empowering athletes and, and financial empowerment is, is huge, right? And you don't have to be a gazillionaire to save money, to create generational wealth. And a lot of what we, you know, that mission we share around venture capital investing, that super sexy asset class that, you know, most financial advisors are saying, stay far away from, well, there is a way to do it if you're smart about how to do it. And that creates more opportunities for you moving forward. It does. And I think the fact that you guys give a taste of venture capitalism without having to put a million bucks up is one of the coolest things out there because typically people can't get into venture unless they're multimillionaires. And as athletes and entertainers and people in the world of of access, we still can't access those things. And so you guys have made that tangible. And I think it's just one more way to build wealth. It's just another avenue to add to your tool belt to build more wealth. Yeah. And, and share with us, Hillary, like your uniqueness, right? Like there's a lot of folks out there that talk about financial literacy, every bank you can meet, like it, it's, it, it is an important conversation, right? And for me, as long as folks are altruistic and helping the athletes, that's really what we care about. But you have a distinct style and difference in how you go about the approach um, with these individuals. And if you could just touch on that, you know, pique the curiosity of those that are listening to say, here's what you should be thinking about. And we can have a bigger conversation around that. Absolutely. So my take on finance and my team's take on finance is all about perfecting your footwork. It's all about perfecting your financial game. And the way we do that is with a playbook. So anyone who's played a sport understands training, 
They understand nutrition. They understand overall wellness. And they know what a routine looks like. Those are all things that every single athlete goes through, no matter what sport they play and no matter what level they're at. You learn it in the eighth grade. When you're going through your first sport, you learn all of these things. And I wanted to take that same routine that we're all used to as athletes and apply it to our money. And so I created a playbook that every single week you can do your weekly workouts and it's going to set you up step-by-step with all of the tools you need to actually build the lifestyle and the wealth. But what a lot of people forget, Tracy, is that finance doesn't start at high level investing. Finance starts at your foundation. And when you're learning to dribble or you're learning to catch a pass or you're learning to run for the first time, those are foundational things that have to be perfected in order to be the best. Well, your money game is the same way. So if you don't have a strong foundation and it's rocky, it's going to crumble. So you have to do all the little things, build a budget, save for emergencies, pay down debt. None of it's sexy. None of it's fun. It's not venture capital or investing. But if you have that foundation down and you've worked it long enough to understand how it functions and what you do need the reps. it to look like, do yeah. the reps. It's all about the reps. Make your deposits, make your reps, do your reps. It's those mm-hmm. daily deposits that you make every single day into the foundations of your financial game that allow you to be that much better. And so you think about it like a gym workout. You go to the gym, you know exactly what part of your body you're going to hit that day, how many reps you have to do, what your weight class is, all of those things. You have to take the same approach with your money. Where is your budget budget today? What does your emergency fund look like? How much more do we have to build that up so it's strong? What does our debt profile look like? Do we need to work on something here? You know, if you haven't done leg day in three weeks, you're probably not going to go in and squat 500 pounds. Not going to happen. <laughs> so it's, it's all about building the foundation. And that's the approach I take. You're right. There's so much literature out there, but the problem I found is that nothing is actually organized in a seamless way to teach you how to build upon each foundational element. And that's what we've created. Something seamless and simple. You can do 20 to 30 minutes a week. And, and what we're talking about here is sort of being prepared, right? Like getting just like you do before a game, you prepare, et cetera. But Hillary, I know that you work with athletes that weren't prepared and have some horror stories to share. So a little bit about that, you know, because all is not lost. If you can, can figure it out and you can start a foundation even, you know, so talk a little bit about that. Um, cause some folks, while they may not be, uh, you know, declared bankrupt might feel like, Oh, I've, I don't have a lot anymore. So I can't do this. This isn't going to apply to me anymore. I'm not an active player with a contract. So talk a little bit about the sort of post game and, or you've already gone through a financial hardship. How can you write the ship? Yeah, absolutely. We call it the transition, right? When you go from making a lot of money to not making a lot of money, or you're currently in the game and you just don't know how to handle it, uh, any of the money that's coming in, that in and of itself can be a stressful hardship. But the way that I tell everyone to approach their money is from a positive mindset. And this is a hard thing to do. This is the biggest hurdle anyone is going to overcome with their money. It's creating a positive relationship with money so that you can move forward with a budget and pay down debt and then save. And the issue a lot of people have is they feel like they're at the edge of the cliff and they're just going to fall and there's no one there to catch them and there's nothing that they can do about it. And the reality is I have had guys that are up to their ears in debt, ready to file bankruptcy. And we've pulled them back from that cliff and said, actually, you don't need to do that and ruin your credit for the next 10 years. This is what our plan is going to be. Now, I'm a realist. I'm never going to sugarcoat it and say, oh, you'll be fine in six months. It might take you one to five years to get yourself right 
But if you take the individual steps to do the things that we put in place, then you can get there. And I can't tell you, I've had counts, countless men and their families um, that I've worked with in the NFL uh, specifically, where they were going to file bankruptcy. They were going to lose their house. One guy was going to lose his mom's house and his house and his car. And we backtracked and said, what can we do? Let's find the income sources. And we had to sell some things. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't all peaches and cream, but um, we had to sell a house. We had to sell a car, but we got to keep one of the houses, move mom in and really bring the lifestyle back into check so that this particular gentleman didn't ruin his credit. We're now, um, that was in 2014. He now has three rental properties. He's got over a million dollars in investments and both he and his wife work and they have three kids. And so it's possible. He was going to file bankruptcy. It's possible in seven years to turn it around. It's just a matter of your priorities and what you want to do with your money. And part of that is just having someone in your corner who helps you. And that that's the big struggle is finding someone who just cheers you on in the right way. Um, not to say that you can't do it yourself, but it's always nice to have a sounding board and we don't talk about money enough. We need to talk about money more. If you're struggling, open the dialogue, open it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, and again, TPI's community is about like-minded, high achieving individuals who have shared the struggle. So have the conversations, being vulnerable. There's a lot of growth in being vulnerable and knowing like, you may not know exactly what question to ask, but have a conversation and you'll figure out like sort of what the next step will be. It's tough. It's combo. amazing what a conversation can do to change somebody's mind or help them. Mm-hmm. You may not even realize mm-hmm. you do it in that conversation, but speaking mm-hmm. to your friends about investments, everybody talks about crypto, but nobody talks about their emergency fund. <laughs> yeah. Everybody talks about investment portfolios and the return that they got that year. But most people don't talk about the money they're saving for the eight unit investment property they want to buy. And that can shift the financial game for someone around you. And it can also improve yours. You never know what feedback you're going to get. So changing, I love that TPI is changing the dialogue around money. Instead of it being, I can't tell you what's going on with me. Now it's an open dialogue of how do we help each other? And what can, what information can I give you? What experiences can I share with you that have helped me improve my financial picture when I wasn't in a good place? Yeah. Empowerment. Do you have a golden rule or is there like a, you must do this or you never do that? Uh, Give us like your hard and fast rules. Yeah. So I have two hard and fast rules in the world of money. The first one is if you don't have a budget, you need a budget. Everyone hates this rule. Everyone I've worked with is like, oh, budgets. Here's the thing. Change your mindset. Your budget is your strategy. It's your playbook for your money. And you are strategizing where that's going to go to build you more wealth. Don't think about it as a, a, oh, I can't spend money. Think about it as this is how I am going to spend my money so that I can get to the next thing. So that's Mm -hmm. rule number one, hard and fast. If you don't have a budget, you need a budget. You need a budget. (laughs) And I, I preach that every single day. Um, and my second rule is be patient. Money is not a fast thing. It's not learned overnight. And as Marathon, I, not a sprint. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it will always be, there are going to be parts of your money game that are a sprint. And that's great. Cause that keeps us motivated, but the majority of it, you are fighting a battle every single day and you have to be prepared to get up and fight it. And that is patience. If you're too quick to do something, you could mess up your financial picture. 
you should be thinking through the financial decisions you make. Now, that doesn't mean that when you have to go pay your electric bill, you need to sit and stare at your bank account for 30 minutes to pay your electric bill. Um, but it's really thinking through what is my month look like and how is that going to get me to the next piece? And a lot of that is patience and because finance is not fast. Um, I guess I can add one more rule. And this is something I just, I just do with everyone that I coach one-on-one. Pick someone to learn from that's different every week. So I have five or six sources that I listen to every week that are podcasts so I can listen to while I'm driving. And I read a different finance book once a month and I teach finance for a living, but I want to see what other people are talking about because it might help my game and it will definitely help other people I'm working with. So if you're not learning about your money at least once a week, pick a podcast, find a book, watch YouTube videos, um, but do something to keep learning because if you're not learning, your segment. And we have to keep moving forward when it comes to money. Um, just a touch on that learning, right? Because that's, that's what we're all about. Education, yep. learning, and, and it means a whole bunch of different things to hold a bunch of different people. The way you learn is different. If you're an audio learner, visual learner, et cetera, if you can sit down for an hour, or if you've only got 10 minutes, like that is a very important message that we try to send us to send as well. Um, talk a little bit about you the fire hose of information that's out there, right? Yeah. How do you know it's a trusted source? I think that if you kind of go out seeking information, you'll get a lot. We talked about a little bit already, wow. but how do you know that this is um, good advice for you? You know, and then that's really where I think a lot of people trust our community and trust sources that we're bringing to the table because we know, you know, sort of this doesn't, Hillary Seiler method may not work for all of our 500 plus community members, right. but it's going to work for a lot of them. And so how does one just determine exactly, you know, what's right for them? Yeah. And I think it comes down to listening and learning from multiple sources. Take everything that you have on the TPI platform and for everybody listening, anyone that's working with TPI, learn from all the people they bring in and figure out what resonates with you and your lifestyle. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be similar information shared and it's going to be the stories and experiences on how those things were coped with that will allow you to make a good decision on your financial picture. Also don't just um, Google personal finance and hope that you find somebody there does need to be certifications there. There does need to be some sort of backing for these um, individuals that you're listening to. So uh, for example, my background, I have a degree in finance working on my master's in finance and I'm a certified financial educator through FINRA. So we've got a few letters behind my name, which is great. Um, but it also means that I need to keep learning. If you find someone that's just on, let's say IG or YouTube, and they're just talking about personal finance, but they also talk about how to develop your home decor or whatever. That's probably not the right person to be learning from. So finding certified professionals and making sure that, hey, have they been featured in the press? Because that's a pretty good indication of whether or not somebody is viable is, has anyone published anything on them? Are they a published author? Because again, if you're a published author through a publishing house, you're going to get triple checked. So it's just finding all of those little things and doing your due diligence. Spend a little time research, research your resource, and then make a decision just like you would hiring any financial professional. Yeah. So important. That's awesome. Well, we're, we're, we're at the closing mark of our, our TPI in 20, and we always like to close with a fun question. Um, 
you've probably played this game uh, <laughs> a couple times. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, I asked this question uh, in in our last podcast, but I, I always like it, right? Because I think it, it's to your point of you're very well read, very educated. You're reading books. If if you could, well, first, what's your favorite book? The Twelve Week Year. The 12 week year is my favorite book. It is what has allowed me to become an, an ultra achiever. Um, and I harness it every day. All the principles I've learned in that book, I literally use them every day. And who's the author? Is that like the four day work week? Tim no, Ferris? different guy. Brian Moran, I think is his name. Okay. Yeah. One of my favorite performance. It's a performance book. So all the athletes out there, you'll appreciate it. It's, it's an amazing performance development book. Awesome. That's great. And if you could sit down and have lunch with any one person living or dead, who would that be? Elon Musk in a heartbeat. Guy's nuts. Absolutely insane. He can tweet and drive a stock price up 300%. He can tweet and drive it down 500%. But he also is one of the most um, innovative individuals and he understands investments. I think it would be incredible to just pick his brain for an hour. And yeah, it would be absolutely. fun. I would be laughing. Absolutely. I agree. That would be a very fun lunch. He's, he's very innovative, forward thinking and, um, you know, it, it self-actualized, I think, you know, in his recent, uh, acknowledgements of his personality traits and, and how that doesn't often jive with a lot of people's personalities, but that'd be a fascinating I, lunch. He would be, he's just a fascinating person. He's not everybody's cup of tea, but, um, he's also one of the, movers and shakers of our time. And I think he's, uh, I think he's brilliant. I don't know this for sure, but I, I thought he's times person of the year this year. I believe he is. Yeah, he is. Right. Yeah. I yeah. thought I heard that, but I didn't confirm it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. This goes to show that the nerds can conquer the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Cause my son's a total nerd. So we're, we're still hope for him then. <laughs> There absolutely is. <laughs> he, he does not listen to this, so I won't worry about it. But so Hillary, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. We're very, very excited to continue our relationship and to offer all of your expertise and guidance to our athletes via our locker room and our w- events. Um, so our community will be hearing a lot more from you in the, in the coming days. And, and thank you for sharing it with us today. You bet. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.